Hi everyone, I'm JJ Hornblast and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, uh, the leading news provider to the automotive lending and leasing industry. This is our weekly wrap for what's happening in auto finance on March 8, 2021. Uh, before we begin, uh, as always, want to thank our uh, auto finance news advertisers, and they are Alpha, Dealer Track, DeFi, Market Scan, Point Predictive, State National, Strook and Strook and Levan and Westlake Financial. So thank you to them for their continuing support. And uh, as always, uh, pleased to be joined by Joey Pizzolatto and Amanda Harris of the Auto Finance News editorial team. Uh, good morning to both of you. In general economic news today, uh, newly reported US coronavirus cases continue to decline along with hospitalizations as more people uh, in the US received vaccinations. Oil prices rose after Iran-backed Houthi rebels yesterday said they attacked the Saudi Arabian port on the Persian Gulf. An article in the Wall Street Journal today described how dealers are having a difficult time selling electric vehicles despite the industry's enthusiasm for the vehicle type. And finally, U.S. credit card debt dropped to its lowest point since 2017 as borrowing fell off in January. And that was for the first time since August. The decline in credit card borrowing offset overall borrowing gain, gains in vehicle and student lending, according to the Fed. The Fed indicated that consumer borrowing dropped 1.3 billion in January, and that is the first decline since August's $9 billion job. In auto finance industry news, we've seen a significant uptick in refinance activity, uh, So, which is what we're gonna talk about during this episode of the Weekly Wrap. We're gonna start by uh, laying the foundation, what are some of the underlying um, uh, trends around refinancing, what's happening there, uh, and what is broadly uh, leading to this trend? Uh, Amanda, you want to start us off on this discussion? Sure. Um, so this is a topic of our latest cover story. Um, so really big kind of thing on the minds of everyone in the industry right now. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, one of the, the main drivers of this is obviously with the pandemic, people are looking for ways to save money. Um, so that was obviously an option. They're kind of learning now that just like their house, they can also refinance, you know, their car loan. Um, that's kind of been a big kind of hurdle to this um, is that a lot of people don't really know that you can actually refinance your car loan and you can actually save money on your car payment. Um, by doing that. So that's kind of one of the things is more people looking for ways to save money kind of found out that this is one of the ways they can do that. So higher awareness. Um, but then one of the other big drivers of this is just online capabilities. Um, so we know that there have been multiple fintechs come up in recent years. Um, we have a couple examples you mentioned in that story, um, but they're that are really focused on, you know, 
doing things online that traditional lenders maybe don't want to build in-house because it's expensive and it can take a long time to build those kind of capabilities out. So these fintechs kind of popping up and being able to offer like a full digital refinance program, for example, um, are really helping this as well. Um, so we've got a couple of fintechs that have come up with their specific, like everything they do is related to just refinancing online, allowing customers to kind of click through, refinance their loan, you know, get approval in a couple minutes um, online and be able to connect with a lender who can offer that refinance loan for them. Uh, so that's kind of driving in as well. What are some of the numbers right now? I mean, how much more refinancing is going on today than, I don't know, a year ago or something like that? Yeah, so the number of Americans applying for refinance car loan kind of went up about 16% in 2020 compared to 2019. Um, and that's a report that analyzed more than 1 million auto refinance applications. Um, and they also found that about 17% more borrowers were able to refinance their loans um, their vehicle loans in 2020 from their prior year. So we are seeing an uptick in just the number of people who are, you know, applying to refinance and in the number of people who are successfully refinancing their vehicle loans um, to kind of drive that. And I saw that, you know, the savings rate, I believe one of the uh, industry data providers put that savings mark at around $1,000 um, annually for a consumer. Uh, I, I think that's been kind of one of the historical impediments to refinancing that, uh, you know, in mortgage, uh, you refi and, you know, you're talking about savings of, uh, you know, ten, potentially tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. In, in auto, it's always been kind of very incremental. I mean, to what degree is that $1,000 mark a, a kind of line in the sand uh, for consumers in terms of savings? Is, it, is, it, is, that kind of, is that really where that magical number is where kind of people start? Or is it more a function of ease of origination? That you have, and, and even if the, the savings is much lower today, um, that uh, maybe in 2021, that they'll still do it because, yeah, to save, well, what's the big deal? You spend a few minutes, save four or 500 bucks, that's fine. Or does it have to be kind of that $1,000 threshold? So I can get my thoughts then, Joey, if you want to jump in too. Um, but essentially, I think it's a mix. So obviously, you know, I people are lazy, right? <laughs> so if you're going to have to spend hours inside of an F&I office to save a couple hundred bucks, it's, it's not very likely to happen, right? I mean, people who are going for this are typically wanting to save money in a, in a pretty easy, quick way. So the fact that a lot of these fintechs are making it to where you can apply and get an answer literally in seconds, and you can get a refinance loan really in the matter of, of you know, a couple hours really at the maybe less than that really for filling out everything. And that's the whole process, right? So I think it's a mix of one, you know, interest rates are really, really low right now. So they are saving more. So it makes it a little more worthwhile. But I think the biggest driver, honestly, is just that ease of being able to do it. If I know I could easily apply and in a couple of minutes, I'll have my answer. I'll know how much I'm going to save and whether it's worth my time to even continue this process. Um, you're way more likely to even, you know, start that and see if it's worth your time. Joey? Yeah, 
excuse me. Yeah. You know, I was just going to say people are bored. Um, they're bored. They're, I think they're a little bit more conscientious, conscientious with their money um, in terms, you know, you have two stimulus pay payments that have come in before. People are like, oh, I've got extra money. What am I going to do with it? Maybe I should invest. Oh, by the way, you can refinance your car loan. Okay, you know, it's going to take me a couple minutes to do it online. Great. Um, you know, one, one question I have for you, JJ, um, you know, did we see something, I, obviously during the credit crisis, it was a totally different environment, but you know, if you look at mortgage, one of the problems in mortgage was, you know, interest rates were so low already, nobody could refinance to get their rates lower so they couldn't make their payments, right? Did we see anything similar in auto like the, that we're seeing now back then? Or, you know, um, we know auto loans performed really well, you know, 12, 12 or so years ago. I, I think you had a, uh, as I recall, and I, maybe I should kind of refresh my memory. I think there was a, a similar discussion that uh, within the context of the recession, the credit, the recession from the credit crisis, um, uh, that uh, refinancing was a good option for people. And I, if, I if I recall, there were a couple of, of, of lenders who kind of, you know, put some chips uh, on that product and said, you know, we're going we're gonna to foment, uh, uh, we're going to try to, you know, push refinancing. And, and, you know, the numbers maybe kind of crept up a bit, um, but it was short-lived. And, and I think that the main reason why it was short-lived is that the auto loan is generally a short duration asset and the savings is, is really relatively small. So, you know, and, and maybe the, the, the difference here is ease of, 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 you know, of refi, right? If, if, it, if it takes, as you're kind of saying, a few minutes to do it, then, you know, why not put 500 bucks in your pocket? Do you, you know, it, it clearly, uh, we don't really have brand loyalty in auto lending, you know, especially considering that uh, the vast majority of auto lending remains indirect. So, you know, the, the average consumer doesn't even, you know, pays very little attention to uh, the originator of the loan. So I, I think that there was, it was certainly kind of within the discussion, but I don't think it ever, ever rose to the level where, you know, it became like in mortgage where it's, it's like there is a population of originations uh, that is always on the refinance, uh, on the refi side. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that the question that I would you know, ask is, is, you know, in the case of those refi providers today, uh, I guess, I guess Gravity and Moto Refi are two of the leading kind of startups there. I mean, how easy is the process? I mean, how is it really that simplified to do? So, for the consumer, it's it's fairly easy, right? So like they just click a few buttons. On the back end, no, it's um it is kind of complicated because a lot of them are driven by you know AI and a lot of different algorithms to to make those credit decisions very quickly. Um, so that's kind of the point of like where I was talking about with these fintechs coming up and making this more possible because 
you know, traditional lenders, again, this is kind of a, a, a big thing to build out. You do have to have, um, you know, everything in place, a program in place, and all the, the steps and things, and that that is costly to build out. So it is it is a process on the back end. Um, so a lot of these fintechs, they, they really only do kind of one thing. Some of them are digital auto refinance specific, that's Gravity is, is one of them. Um, some of them do offer uh, more in the auto finance space and some offer uh, more in just lending in general, but they're typically, you know, situated in like one or two areas. Um, they don't really do you know, other things. Um, you're not going to really find one that has, you know, touches on everything. Um, so that's kind of what we're seeing is these specific fintechs coming up and filling that space um, because they do have to, to kind of build all that out. I mean, my, my sense is, is that refis should work better the lower down the credit spectrum you go because the delta between the current rate and the refi rate should be more significant. But then again, you know, there was, I think in, in the feature, there was a reference to how um, some aspects of refinancing in other asset classes kind of end up being by personal loan. Um, and so, you know, the, the question here is, is, is the, is, is, it, is it kind of credit tier specific? Are you, is it more kind of lower down the credit spectrum where somebody's got an APR of eight, nine, 10, or something like that, and now can really, you know, really significant reduce, significantly reduce that? Or are, 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 are lenders, uh, are refi lenders not willing to take on that kind of risk? I think it's a mix from what I've seen. Um, you know, I'm not really seeing them tailored to a very specific, you know, uh, credit tier um, because it, it refinances is kind of a little different. And we are seeing some of the, you know, more traditional banks, which do typically go more of the, the prime and, and super prime jumping in on this. Um, so I definitely don't think it's specifically to the lower credit tiers. I mean, obviously, you know, especially during a pandemic, it would make sense that we would see those consumers jump on this opportunity to save save money, obviously, um, but, you know, everyone wants to. So I think we are going to see a mix. I mean, we are seeing, you know, some some lenders, um, you know, who may be tailored to the, to the lower tiers also jumping in. So really, from, from what I've seen, it, it's really just anybody who feels like their um, consumer base will take advantage of this and who wants to grow their auto book, which we do have another story, um, the kind of an example of that, of how digital auto refinance can really help them, you know, grow their kind of small auto business and really tap into another set of consumers as well. Yeah, you know, just to jump in there real quick, um, you know, I think to your question, JJ, um, I think it probably is, you know, a little bit of both, but if you look at the current climate, one thing we're seeing is lenders pulling back from those lower risk tiers just because there's still so many much uncertainty. I think if you look at refi and you, and you even look at, you know, just the, the three or four lenders we spoke to for that feature, um, Navy uh, Federal Credit Union or Pentagon Federal Credit Union, I can't remember. Navy. Navy. Um, Bank of America, even Westlake, you know, Westlake is kind of full spectrum. They do a lot of things, but Bank of America, they're prime, Navy prime. So I think um, if you, and, you know, these community banks that we're seeing kind of, you know, step up into the refi space, they are also prime. Credit unions, prime. Um, 
So I, I, I would be inclined to think that, you know, even though we don't have the data in front of us, um, most of this refi volume probably lives in the prime space. It's an easy way for lenders to get, to get a new loan on their books, um, you know, without taking on the additional risk of dipping down that credit spectrum. You know, one thing that I was thinking about that I, th I think um, kind of goes to what you were saying earlier, JJ, is I feel like that this uh, refi kind of pop is, is definitely short-lived, right? Because as you, as you mentioned, right, consumers probably not saving a whole lot of money on their, um, more, or on their uh, auto loan compared to say their mortgage. Um, and lenders, you know, they're, they're probably not making a big, a big chunk of change um, you know, refinancing prime loans. <clears throat> and, you know, as consumers kind of, you know, get back into that mindset of I'm ready to buy, buy a new toy, you know, they can originate, you know, a, a brand new vehicle or even a used vehicle at a, at a higher margin than they could refi. So, so I would say kind of without jumping ahead, right, of our discussion that I, I think it's probably, you know, just kind of like an, an aberration kind of that's very particular to, to our current set of circumstances? I mean, there's two, there's two issues. I mean, first of all, I, I think, you know, the, the, whether or not it's an aberration, I, I, I think will end up boiling down to the credit, ap uh, the credit appetite, the risk appetite of lenders. I mean, the greater uh, the risk appetite, the more likely uh, they'll go down credit spectrum, and there refinancing becomes very material. I mean that that becomes a, a real boon to uh, you know a a lower credit tier uh, family uh, that could save you know let's say an extra hundred dollars a month. Uh, that becomes you know that becomes worthwhile. So so I think it you know as you've got a, an improving economy, and as you've um, uh, and and an improving auto market, um, you may also have a greater risk appetite, um, and, and that might kind of maintain the the refi, uh, you know, numbers at least. What it was, I think it's like sixteen percent or so of of applications right now. So maybe that might maintain, but I, I, you know, I think that's a big question mark and, and most likely kind of, you know, in the, in the way Amanda referenced it, it'll kind of come out someplace in between. Mm -hmm. There'll be some additional appetite, but it won't be, you know, you won't see people going down to like, you know, buy here, pay here, refinancing only. Uh, I don't know that you would see that. I think the other thing that I was wondering about and, and you know, wanted to talk out with both of you is, you know, this notion of, of capital available for refinancing. I mean, you've got some, some, some startups here that have raised, you know, pretty, pretty significant amounts of, of money and are, are, are doing, you know, decent numbers in terms of originations, you know, does that, to what degree does that keep car prices up? Because refinancing allows for continuing affordability, 
right? It allows for, um, it allows the consumer to stay in the vehicle at, at the current values um, and, or even if they're, if they're taking a new vehicle, it gives them an out later as they amortize the loan um, and they can take out a lower balance refi on the vehicle. So I, I wonder about that, especially as, as, as rates go up, um, you know, does this sort of like, a, you know, just more capital in the market keep, keep car values pretty high um, and forget about the, you know, the inventory issues and the, you know, and all, and all sorts of, you know, those kind of production issues that we're seeing. So that's, that's a, that's a really good question. I think it, I think it's kind of one of those chicken or an egg situations, right? Is, is refi keeping car values high or high car values, you know, spurring lenders appetite for refi, right? Because, you know, if, if these vehicles aren't depreciating at the, at the same rate they were, say, a year ago, then it, it's real easy um, for a lender to justify, you know, increasing their refi volume because they're, they're not losing any or not losing as much on the asset. Um, but like you said, at the same time, you know, this could be keeping vehicle, vehicle values high because, you know, either you don't have the vehicle returning to like that, that used marketplace, um, keeps inventory down because, you know, the consumers are, are keeping their cars. So, or the, really or the residual value, you know, the, 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 the loan to value rate, you know, kind of you're setting the value high, you, you could set that value high and be more aggressive with the credit uh, because, because, and it's a kind of a self-perpetuating dynamic. Absolutely. And, and then when you refi, you have LTVs that are, you know, well below, you know, 100%, maybe right. close, you're, close you're, to you're, 80, you're, 70. And, you know, that, that definitely helps, you know, prop up used car values. Um, huh. I would yeah, be so interested I, I mean, in I, finding out more about that. Like, yeah. doing a little reporting? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, that that's kind of an interesting aspect to it. I mean, I think when you look at all the numbers that you both reported, um, you know, it, it, it does, you, it, it's not as fringe as maybe it was several years ago. I mean, it's a number. No, it's a, it's a portion of the market. So therefore, I think it's, it's at a number that has some economic impact. Uh, to the market, um, it will be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see. I, I thought that your the Midwest uh, Midwest Bank Center uh, partnering with uh, Upstart right to to create a refi program. I mean, they're not even a big auto lender, correct? Right. And they're just kind of like we're going to do refi. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder what's kind of driving that? Is it just that it's it's in front of them, it's easy, it's a program through Upstart, or is it just that, you know, the credits are good and, and there's very, you know, there's even less underwriting that they need to do? I don't know if you have a sense for like what's kind of compelling a bank like that. Yeah, um, so the big thing that's compelling them really is kind of what we talked about is refinance is becoming kind of a hot topic right now. 
Um, so, you know, especially with digital and being that easy to do. So for them, yeah, less than 5% of their portfolio is currently auto. So for them, it represents a chance to really grow their auto book with refinance specifically, um, because people aren't really, you know, going to come to them for that original, you know, car loan. They're not really, you know, they're not really they don't, have to make, they don't have to make the dealer relationships either. Yeah, exactly. So this is an easy way for them to kind of grow their auto book in an area that they can, you know, partner with this fintech. They do have a digital bank as well as, you know, in-person branches. So this can be offered, you know, across across the business um, kind of as an easy way for to capture some auto customers because right now they're they're not really capturing those. Um, and they chose refinance specifically because they are, you know, seeing people jumping in on this or seeing the bigger lenders and banks jumping in on this. Um, and the fact that this FinTech exists and they're, they're basically like, hey, well, we can do the entire program for you. All you have to do is partner with us. And then you can easily add auto loans to your books, like specifically refinance loans. Um, and you don't really have to do much, you know, like we, we pretty much do it all. Um, so yeah, for them, it's just an, a way to grow that in a very easy, pretty cost efficient way versus trying to build something like that in-house because they're a small community bank. So that, that wasn't going to happen. So, And on top of that, you know, it's a refi is a great way for, you know, lenders such as, as um, you know, Midwest Bank Center um, to, to kind of get their feet wet in auto. You know, you don't have to create a program. You don't have to start from scratch. You have borrowers that, you know, are relatively, you know, they're timely on their payments. Nobody's refinancing, you know, a, a nearly delinquent loan. Um, so, so it's a great way to get performing loans on, on the balance sheet, see how, how they do, um, and then kind of build out in auto space um, from there, you know, as you mentioned, building those dealer relationships in the community, wherever you're at, um, and understanding more about the, how the market works. It's, it's a great starting point to do that. And I'll add, you know, they, they did have refinancing. So this is not completely new to them. Like they've done auto refinancing in the past, but right now it's it's a paper-driven process. It's timely. People have to come into the branch to do it. They have to even like figure out that the bank even offers this. I know, right? Crazy. Go into the branch to fill out paperwork. We think that's crazy now, right? Um, but but they do. So this is a chance to, to kind of bring all that to, to the digital side um, and really expand their focus in the digital presence as well. Great. Well, thank you both for the discussion and, uh, and the insights. Uh, coming up uh, next week, not this week, next week is our Auto Finance Innovation Summit. Um, so you can, uh, our, our listeners can learn more about the event at autofinanceinnovation.com. I am sure the digitized refi uh, uh, opportunities and market will come up at some point or other during the uh, Auto Finance Innovation Summit. And, and then as, as for coverage uh, this coming week, um, what's in store for our uh, subscribers? So we're gonna have um, some new AFE content, Auto Finance Excellence on uh, DNI, diversity and inclusion and equity programs um, and what lenders can do. Some of the things uh, lenders have learned in the last you know, half a year year since half a year since we did our feature but this has been kind of talked about for a while now um and then you know we also uh westlake announced that they're lowering their interest rates um so i'll be talking with them um and kind of getting the, the inside baseball on that okay great 
again, thank you both. And thank you everyone uh, for listening to this episode of The Roadmap. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you'll tune in again. Uh, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and um, also visit us at autofinancenews.net where you can subscribe and get uh, even more great content. So thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next time.